On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we're reviewing a Vin Diesel superhero movie in which he's not voicing a tree from Sony and Valiant Comics, Bloodshot. Sponsored by Miller Theatres. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we have the luxury of talking Vin Diesel's Bloodshot today. Bloodshot. God. <laughs> Basically, Fast and the Furious, well, I want to say with superpowers, but judging from that last trailer of Fast and Furious that we saw, I'm I'm guessing there's a Bloodshot Fast Furious overlap? Why not? Oh yeah, are you talking Hobbs and Shaw? No, I'm talking about the trailer for like Fast. What are we on nine or ten? The one where I'm pretty sure Dom catches a car. Oh, I missed that. Oh, but maybe, maybe there's. <laughs> I was talking about the the Rock and the uh, the Black Superman. You know, same idea. Uh, yeah, but, no, but, I was, but no, yeah. I have not seen him catch a car. Oh, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's what happens, but. That's what the trailer made it look like, and that's what I'm going with. So, I mean, you're, you're really drawing a fine line now between uh, Vin as Dom and Vin as uh, Bloodshot. Well, maybe that is Dom and Bloodshot. He doesn't remember because they replace his memories. Yeah. I, you know, anything's a fair game. I mean, we're just creating a Vin universe, a Vin uh, what, cinematic universe. Which is not hard because he's the same character in everything. Yeah, if, have you you go, looked at, if you do if you do memory wipes, then it's it's clear that it could work. Yeah, and I mean when you look at the guy's filmography, like it's basically Groot, Dom, Riddick, and then like four other movies. Well, okay, you can't put Groot in there. All he says well, is I'm Groot, and you never see him. I, but, I agreed. But Riddick could even be freaking Dom in the future. <laughs> Dom in the future. You know? <laughs> I mean, is it, uh, is it any... is no different. He's still not wearing sleeves. Oh, my God. Vin's hatred of sleeves is driving me insane. And his insistence on wearing boots that make him look taller in every scene. Like, <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where I look every scene at what he's wearing. I'm like, is he wearing sleeves? And then I hope they give me a shot of his goofy boots that try and make him look taller. I mean, it was a totally unnecessary scene as this movie kicked off. Of he's in his military fatigues and then throws off the shirt to the the wife beater. Oh, of course, just, just I, to give his girl a hug. <laughs> the guy, the guy has just a raw hatred of sleeves. It's, and you know what's funny is that was an implanted memory of him throwing <laughs> off his throwing off his fatigues. <laughs> well, isn't it like those movies where they say you have to give them something somewhat real, or else like the body will reject it, the mind will reject it. Like you, you can't just make him like wearing a sweater the whole time because they know that whatever character Vin's playing, that it just would have failed the experiment because he's like, why am I wearing a sweater? This can't be real. These nanites eat sleeves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I'm re- I guess I'm ready to get into this movie. Let's I mean, let's start Bloodshot. <laughs> okay. Well, first, let's uh, kick it over to Blue Springs 8, our sponsor for this episode. This episode of Two Views Movies is proudly sponsored by Miller Theaters, your family-owned and operated hometown theater. Recently voted number one movie theater in eastern Jackson County. Come see us on Tuesdays for crazy discounts, including $5 movies all day long. Go big by selecting a showtime in our Lux Auditorium. It's our signature state-of-the-art auditorium with electric recliners, wall-to-wall iris screens, Dolby 7.1, and more. Check us out at MillerTheaters.com today. And thank you to Blue Springs 8. And uh, if you all want to pop in there and grab some popcorn or candy and, you know, help them out as movies are being pulled from the theaters, <laughs> I'm sure that would that would help them. Yeah, and I guess that's a, a good time as any to say that uh, last time we were giving away tickets to New Mutants, and that has since been delayed by Disney. So what we were planning on doing will probably still happen, just not in the time frame in which we thought. Yeah, New, New Mutants is now going on eight, ten years of being in <laughs> development, yeah. not being released. Actually, uh, I did mention last time that is you know, suffering from a bunch of reshoots and whatnot. And apparently they've never done reshoots and that was not the plan. And so they, hmm. they came back. It was just due to the Fox Disney merger that, uh, that put it on the shelf and everybody just kind of forgot about it. Then they brought the director back in and said, Hey, do you want to, you want to finish this movie? He goes, yeah, yeah, I do. And so, <laughs> and so it was back and it's ready. And there wasn't a whole lot of reshoots to do because the actors are all, you know, four years older or whatever. And, uh, and so they just added some, some special effects and ready to go. Uh, well, I mean, I like that. I, I like that better than a whole lot of reshoots. I just no, wish we too. had an ETA on like when things might happen. I mean, I know they can't, the studios can't predict when coronavirus is going to go away, but I guess these things are just all tabled indefinitely. So yeah, when so maybe June, maybe July, yeah. who knows? We'll see. Yeah. It is going to be funny, though, seeing that because Arya Stark's going to look way different than what she does now or even when she finished Game of Thrones, right? Because I think she filmed New Mutants like a year or two before Game of Thrones ended, if I have my timelines right. I, I feel like that's right. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. At this point, it feels like New Mutants has been like ready. Like we saw a trailer for it like four years ago, so... Yeah, so anxious to see that. We'll still do our events whenever. But uh, put on pause. Yeah. And in the meantime, as far as the podcast goes, we will try to get out to the theater and see some new-ish movies. But with everybody hitting the brakes, uh, I think we're going to go for the hunt next week. But other than that, we might be getting some retros and top five. So if you have anything you want us to talk about, you can just send it our way and maybe we'll work it into an episode. Yeah. And I'm anxious about the not blockbuster movies, what they're going to do. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to like movies like The Hunt and Bloodshot. If they're like, you know what, just throw it out there. Nothing else is competing with it. Yeah, you I mean, know? in some ways, if they feel like, I mean, because so what I've heard is AMC has reduced theater capacity by fifty percent, supposedly. Like they're only going to sell fifty percent capacity tickets. I thought I heard a rumor of B and B doing something similar, um, but you do have to wonder if like the lack of blockbusters. Uh, somehow offsets that for the smaller movies. Like, okay, but if we're the only one out there and people still want to go do something, like, can we roll the dice and, and we make money and become, uh, you know, the leader in the weekend? Or is it really just that they think nobody's going to go to the movies and it's just not worth even putting out there for anything? Yeah, it's like another February. Right. Just bad movies that are going to try to capitalize on no blockbuster movies. So yeah. there could be a bunch of new stuff that 
we didn't even know about that wasn't on our radar that gets dropped in the next couple of weeks that we can hopefully go to and uh, and talk about. Yeah, you know, it'd be really interesting is if somebody like Amazon or Netflix just grabbed some of these movies and either put them on streaming or even said, uh, okay, we're just going to release it straight to Amazon and it's going to be 15 bucks, right? Or 20 bucks or 25 bucks. And you can, instead of going to the theater because of coronavirus, you can just watch it at home and just pay the $25. Like maybe depending on how long this goes, this forces their hand into figuring out at least something for in-home new releases. I mean, I don't think you're going to see Mulan or anything like that go that route, but like maybe the smaller movies might. Maybe, but I mean, if they were... Yeah, you mentioned the the indie or the smaller movies, sure. Yeah, but I think that would just kill theater chains. Yeah, I mean, but it'd only be in the short term, right? Like, I, I think like somebody I read had a really good idea because South by Southwest got canceled, where there's always a ton of you know movie premieres and um, small indie things that get shown. Like, one of the streaming giants should just buy all that stuff up and then basically do a full online South by Southwest. And if you could somehow charge, you know, even like fifty dollars for a you know, the, the right to access all the South by Southwest content, like it still gets money. It still earns something. It still gets that name out there and gives people something to do. So I don't know, maybe this will breed a little bit of ingenuity. I doubt it. I think they're just going to ride out the wave and hope that it's maybe two to four weeks tops and then we'll resume life, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you think about, you know, charging 15 bucks for your whole family to watch something like Mulan when you would have spent 60 bucks for all of you to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so they're Disney's take you know, after that would, would not be the same. And oh yeah, it's they're totally not in the business of giving away free content. Yeah. It's totally impractical for quiet place, Mulan, any of those, it, it becomes a little bit more palatable for something like the hunt or, you know, bloodshot, bloodshot, the way back, you know, stuff like that. I mean, fine, go ahead, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe people are still willing to, to brave the movie theater. I mean, we are. I mean, I say I say brave it. I was one of three people in Bloodshot. Yeah, well, it's Bloodshot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I was social distancing the whole time during Bloodshot. It was like the safest place in Lee Summit, I think. Like you, I I was basically quarantined for two hours watching Bloodshot in a movie theater. Yeah, I was uh, at Blue Springs Eight, but we had some we had some people bra- braving the storm, but it was Bloodshot, so I don't think that that would have been much different. Yeah, because we're uh, you just watch Finn Diesel movies. That should, you know, Bloodshot should just take that marketing angle at this point. You know, looking to no be one else will be there. <laughs> go check Bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this then. After he and his wife are murdered, Marine Ray Garrison is resurrected by a team of scientists. Enhanced with nanotechnology, he becomes a superhuman biotech killing machine, Bloodshot. As Ray first trains with fellow super soldiers, he cannot recall anything from his former life. But when his memories flood back and he remembers the man that killed both him and his wife, he breaks out of the facility to get revenge, only to discover that there's more to the conspiracy than he thought. Directed by Dave Wilson, who had not directed anything else before this, but was the creative director of a studio who worked on things like Mass Effect, Bioshock, Ultron, Deadpool. Cast, we have Vin Diesel, Eliza Gonzalez, Johannes, Hawker Johannesson. I think I nailed that. Wow. I know. Guy Pierce, Toby Kebble, Sam Hewen, and Tallulah Riley. Okay. So, Bloodshot. What's your first reaction when you walked out of the theater on that? When I walked out of the theater... Yeah, um, meh. Uh huh. Meh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've used this analogy a lot before, but like, it, it was like eating a piece of bread and 
washing it down with water. Like, fine. What? I mean, I don't, I don't know that I feel one way or the other about it. I know it wasn't good, but like, I didn't actively hate watching it, but I also didn't really enjoy it. See, okay, so this is, this is a comic come to life, another comic book movie, but I feel like they missed a lot of things to make this a different type of movie. One is Bloodshot supposed to be like a a whitish gray mm-hmm. hue. And Vin maybe kind of got a little bit of that when the ashes were on him at the very end for about three seconds. Okay. So I do want to stop you right there. That that was Ash that did that? I don't know. Okay. It looked like Ash or building dust or whatever that was around. Okay, see, I thought that, like, for some reason, because that happens, right, is, like, all the nanobots leave his body and then come back in, and I was under the impression that, like, somehow that now magically changed him to be the white, like, white-skinned bloodshot that we're all used to seeing, but I had no idea why that happened. Yeah, um, I don't either. I think that okay. was their, their one token nod at however it could be, whether the, the nanites are depleting and so it sucks him dry and makes him look white i don't know Mm -hmm. okay Uh, but that's the only time we actually kind of saw and it didn't even as soon as he walked out and grabbed uh what guy pierce or Mm -hmm. guy pierce grabbed him uh he wasn't white anymore yep and so that alone i mean it just speaks to that separates you from dom you know be be the the white gray guy the the powder and yeah. and that separates your character. I mean, that makes it bloodshot, not just Dom running around. Why? I don't. I dislike that take. Yeah, I agree. You know, in a lot of ways, this movie felt like it belonged in the early two thousands to me because just. I mean, and that, that almost goes for every Sony movie. Like I think I said the same thing about Venom too. Like they just make these really dated comic book movies. But I kind of always hate it when they try and like re-envision something that's key about the character and make it more modern. Like, okay, instead of the red circle on his chest, which I only know vaguely about bloodshot, but like, we're going to make it this glowing nanobot thing. Like his, okay. his ET heart. Yeah. I mean, like that's, his, his it's ET not cool. glowing heart. You know, what's yeah. cool is why he has the red dot on his chest. Oh, okay. Enlighten me. I don't know. That's where they put all the nanobots in. Okay. And it's the only part of his body that doesn't reheal. So that's just like a gaping wound. See, that could have been done so much cooler. But instead, they glow for like this random glowing effect that nobody really understands or knows. And then you take away, yeah, the white skin. Like, I can understand, like, maybe not getting the white skin until some point in the movie, but like, you you waited until the last five minutes and then you kind of didn't even give it to him. Like, I just don't understand why they feel the need to do these modern twists on something that makes. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't get it. I feel like that's Vin. <laughs> Probably. I, I wouldn't like be that me was, the whole time. Right. I feel like that was pitched. Like even like the he's supposed to have like red blood eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's easy to do. That's even yep. post production, Vin. You know? Actually probably the white skin could have been post production. Mm-hmm. But I think he I've I, I put that on him just because it feels like something that he would want to be him the entire movie. Yeah, and I I kind of feel like this whole movie maybe was Vin. Like, for some reason, Sony felt like, hey, Vin, you know, do you want to do a project together? What do you want to do? And he's like, oh, I want to do Bloodshot. And then 
Uh, that was that, hold on. That was your Stallone voice. I don't know. I mean, that was I'm your just, Stallone voice. I'm just trying to grumble like I have a mouthful of marbles and I can't talk. But yeah, it did go a little Stallone. But like, it feels like this is all his brainchild. And so, yes, it basically became a Vin vehicle and they let him do whatever. But I kind of wish. So I, I don't really know what happened in the movie when. Um, was his name Higgins? Wiggins? I can't remember the dude's name. One Wiggins. of the hackers. Yeah. He like extracts the nanite nanobots out of Vin Diesel. Not all of them, but I think some of them. And I think there was talk of like him reconfiguring them or something. And I'm not yeah. sure if that ever happened. Yeah, well, I can do it in eight hours. Okay, but but did he ever do that? I think that was him keeping the guy Pierce out of his brain. Okay, so what I expected to happen was that this guy would reconfigure all the nanobots, they'd flush Vin's system, put like these new enhanced nanobots in him, and Vin that would give Vin like more control. Uh obviously kick Guy Pierce out. But then that like the side effect would be like, oh dude, you're gonna you're gonna be like pale white and, and red eyes. And so like that's that's when he becomes bloodshot. And I thought that would happen like maybe half or three fourths the way through the movie, but well none of that, I, happened. that would have been a good idea, but I'd I'd already seen this trailer and seen him you know, fall fighting and he was full Vin. So yeah, I knew that wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> I I deleted much of the trailer from my mind. Well, that, that'd that be good because the trailer told us the coolest part of this is them wiping his mind and making him go for vengeance each time. And these kill missions, I think that would have been a cool reveal to have for most of the audience, opposed to seeing in the trailer. Like you okay, so- the, fir- the first part of the movie of him on this revenge kick of this guy killed his wife. And then yeah. you go into the next one. He's like, wait, wait a second. He doesn't remember. And it's a different guy. But mm-hmm. instead, one, they ruined it in the trailer. But two, instead of going through the second one, and you're, you're kind of trying to figure it out yourself, they have this side villain sit there at his table telling him, you know, word vomit of this entire plot of what they've been doing this whole time. <laughs> right. This is the hundredth time I've wiped your brain. This, You know, yeah. this is so... I hated that scene. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I, this is the second episode in a row now where I feel like I'm benefiting from either not seeing or not remembering the trailer because I am one of those people that didn't know that that reveal was there. Um, so oh, and yeah. I did actually enjoy that. I mean, that was one of the few things in the movie where I was like, oh, okay, well, you got me there, Bloodshot. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. So uh, either I, I feel like the more we talk about this, the more... I just need to not be paying attention to trailers. Yeah, that's a common theme that we've had for the past two years. Of yeah, trailers ruin stuff, and and every now and then we get one like us that uh, actually kind of ruined the movie because expectations were much higher. It mm-hmm. was such a fantastic trailer that uh, sure it was it was better than the movie. Well, but that's different. I mean, setting your expectations is totally different than Revealing annihilating plot. plot points. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but both reasons why not to watch trailers agreed agreed but it was it was like that scene i absolutely hated that because there's so many cooler ways to reveal that that's what they're doing to him and Mm -hmm. i feel like you have to at least go through two before that's revealed that this is you know tons of times that they've done this to him right not just after the first one they just wanted to get that out of the way even though it was probably the best plot point of the whole movie yeah no, I agree. And, and speaking of those simulations, like the thing that confused me in the end about that was when KT goes in and inserts herself into the simulation. Like, 
I was confused as to how she's seeing Vin. Like, I get that she's in that little projector thing, which is supposed to put her in the simulation, but I... I was like sitting there thinking like, what is she looking at? Because I don't think they ever gave us the sense that that little projector thing she stands in also creates the room for her in there. Unless I missed that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I was just, at that point, I was like just trying to pick. If you're diving into the science of bloodshot, we've got some really (laughs) big issues because I mean, so all they did was put nanites in is they took out his blood and put nanites Mm -hmm. in, right? These are his blood now. Why can he, why can he run through a concrete wall? Yeah. I get how he can heal himself after running through a concrete wall, but mm-hmm. how can he run through a concrete wall? That I don't understand. I don't either. I, I had a huge question mark with all of his powers in this movie and how it worked because in the first time you see him as blood, well, not as bloodshot, but like, I guess unleashed where he's going on his hunting spree, like basically the, the tunnel scene, like he's assimilating the internet like Ultron He's GPSing all these cars. He has super strength. He can shut down lights to the tunnel and then basically doesn't do any of that ever again for the whole rest of the movie. He basically just uses his super strength the whole movie. So, do you like, do you like how he just knows how to do that and no one taught him that he could do that? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's like, I don't know. I don't know whether I like that or don't like that because part of me is like, yeah, I've se- I've seen this kind of superhero and this kind of super soldier and person a thousand times going back to like Universal Soldier or even the Terminator. But so I don't need it explained to me. I'm just more confused as to why he didn't use any of that the whole rest of the movie. The whole rest of the movie, he just is Dom with super strength. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's just like a, a, a Universal Soldier. Uh, so I, I yeah. don't understand the scope and breadth of his powers and when he chooses to use them and not. And they don't really care to explain it either. No, and I just thought when he met with Guy Pierce at the beginning and they're t- they're telling him what he can do and they cut open his hand, they could have mentioned something like, you know, you're hooked up to the internet. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I just, you know, Googled myself. You know, whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, just something that all of a sudden he's on this mission going to hunt somebody and he's accessing, like he didn't he just immediately accesses it opposed to taking what he learned that he could do and then developing it to being a hunter. That would have been kind of cool. But yeah. it's just all of a sudden he's doing it and you're like, oh, okay, I guess he can do that. Yeah. But you're right. They They never really had like that little breakdown scene where usually you're like, we're injecting him with nanobots, which gives him X, Y, and Z powers, and you'll be able to punch through walls, which I'm sure would have been stupid and cheesy. Um, but yeah, there's never really, I guess you're just kind of left to figure out what he can and can't do, and then they use it randomly. So I'm just like, well, I mean, at this point, I well, everything they, they was had, on the they table. They had that scene, though. They had that scene where they cut open his hand, and they show him yeah. how it can heal, and then right. they even have the, sh- the scene of him punching a support column, which... Hey, Vin, that's a support column. You know, if you go through that thing, (laughs) that doesn't bode well for the structure that's holding. Right. But it's like he's discovering that along the way. And then all of a sudden, which I think his most, you know, valuable uh, information search is not mentioned at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I just think that they didn't care. I mean, it's, it's painfully obvious what they're doing. I just, I have less of an issue with what he's, I mean, basically if at some point at the end of the movie, I don't know what he could have done, but like he could have had like 
what, what was the most recent Terminator? Was it Salvation? I uh, know I can't. Dark Fate. Like he could have done the whole thing where like his nanobots came out of him and created a second Ben, and I just would have been like, okay, yeah, I mean fine that's on the table because you didn't tell me anything about what he can and can't do so why not you know what i'm saying like at some point he's basically just like a god in this movie and i'm not sure what can kill him or what even threatens him or anything other than i guess like an emp and yeah an emp and i, and I thought that too and then they brought that up pretty early which i'm glad that they did because i'm like that seems like a logical solution right but, which they did he got hit with one at some point right he did yeah. Uh, and but the thing is, they said the nanobots replaced his blood, but then they said if the nanobots uh, shut down, then he would just be a normal human. Right. So he still but, has blood. But you, right? So there's got to be something in there, you know, <laughs> right. pumping through, not just these robots just sitting in his bloodstream or his yeah. veins. Yep. Yeah. But. That, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad they started using some of that. Um, what what I was kind of disappointed in, one, is those PG-13. You got a guy named Bloodshot who's mm-hmm. supposed to be overly violent. Um, one of the, the plot lines of, I've only, mind you, I've only read uh, a few Bloodshot comics, but one of the things that I liked about um, one of the plot lines was he was sent on missions but he didn't really have a filter of what not to do on a mission, just complete the mission. Mm -hmm. So it was a, you know, there was a a little girl standing in the way of the doorway. He would shoot her just to get through the doorway (laughs) type of thing, you know, and part of their struggle was figuring out how to make him, you know, feel, or at least acknowledge women and children, you know, don't shoot them along your way to go kill this guy. You know, t- type of thing. And I thought that would have been kind of a cool thing, but we're also PG-13 and it's bloodshot. And you'd, you'd think that this would be an, an R because you're not going to get the, the the big... I mean, this is your... It's not a big action movie. I mean, it kind of is, but it's a, it's a one-off. And I think that one-off, cool, bloody type movies would have worked here. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that... Uh... I think something like Upgrade might be a good template for this, where, you know, he becomes a super soldier. I mean, this movie is very similar to Upgrade in a lot of ways. Upgrade's just way, way better. Mm -hmm. But, like, in terms of the action scenes and violence, like, that's where your bread and butter is. Nobody cares about Bloodshot the character, really. Nobody cares about whatever superpowers he has. You You could take this movie up a half star or a star, maybe, just by having coherent action scenes and adding in some violence. And it sounds crazy to say, but yeah, you're going in seeing a bloodshot movie, make yourself stand out in some way. And it's gotta be the action scenes. Instead, what we got was PG 13 edited, you know, fake violence. Like you're watching WWE and on worse, it was like edited so poorly and shot so poorly that like, you can't even tell what's going on in half the action sequences. So in this kind of movie, that's where you can save yourself. Like you can have the generic plot, you can have Vin grumbling all over the place, you can do whatever you want. But then, if you at least have the audience walk away with, "Oh man, there was like three action scenes where that was so cool how he did this, or it was filmed really cool," that saves a movie like this. Instead, you just, you know, you just decided to go generic PG thirteen with it, and and that's what hurts. So, yeah. it's funny how I mean, I don't think you are. I mean, we're not supporting gratuitous violence. It's just like there are certain movies where it feels like you're doing yourself a disservice by being PG-13, and this is one of them. 
Yeah. So like Birds of Prey didn't need to be R. Right. You know, that that one would have been just fine PG-13. Mm-hmm. This one needed to be R to, I mean, his name's freaking Bloodshot. Right. I mean, he's an assassin. <laughs> they never and call him that. They never mention that? I don't think they ever once call him Bloodshot. I don't think I caught them doing that if they did. Unless I, there was an end credit scene that I didn't stay for. Uh, I didn't. I stayed for most of the credits, but then I left. So I didn't okay. stay for an end credit scene. But I. Hmm. I mean, it would have came off really cheesy because Bloodshot's a weird, cheesy name. Yeah. But I'm surprised they didn't go with like code name, you know, right? Like he's got dog tags that or call him Project Bloodshot. Bloodshot. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and so the, the being able to heal power, uh, I enjoy, but other than like a throwaway line in the first X-Men, like when Wolverine talks about it, like they don't ever talk about how it still hurts when you get shot the same. You right. know, and now, mind you, I don't know if Bloodshot is this, has the same nervous system as Wolverine, but Wolverine, it's still he still feels it. You know, yeah. even though he can heal, it still sucks to get shot. You know, and so he just fights through it, and he kind of winces every time he goes through it. But then just kind of walks through like a Terminator and doesn't freaking matter, and that's not fun to watch. Well, no, because Vin doesn't want to show any weakness on screen ever, <laughs> even when he was human. At the opening scene and getting shot in the stomach. Yeah, he you didn't know, flinch. He looked down. Uh, there's blood. Yeah, I, I just got shot. No big deal. <laughs> I mean, you know that's all Vin, right? Like, he just writes that into his contracts. Like, I'm not not even wincing at this. Can you ache in pain? What's pain? <laughs> God. You pull a Swayze and pain don't hurt. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about acting. Um Instead of Vin, though we've been we've been beating on Vin, but hold on, let's let's not beat on, skip away from beating on Vin. Oh, yeah. okay. So my my wife said I'm just not a Vin Diesel fan. Which who is sure. So my question to you is: If someone says I don't like Vin Diesel, what movie would you point them to try to win them over on Vin Diesel? Okay, so I think I have two answers to that. Okay. Are you? Am I trying to win them over by giving them a movie that Vin is not being Vin? Or am I trying to win them over with, okay, here's who he is, and here's, I guess, the best example of what you what I could possibly give you with him being him? So you, you are recommending them to watch whatever movie you're picking in uh, hopes that they watch the next Vin Diesel vehicle oof. that comes out. Okay. So my first instinct, and I haven't seen this movie since college, and I just remember liking it. My first instinct was Boiler Room, because I like that movie. I don't think he's in it a whole lot, if I remember right. But he's very not Vin at that point. He's wearing a suit. He has sleeves. I mean, so we're already you know way off the beaten path here with, with Vin. Um, but I don't think that's really representative of what you would get. Like, if I told somebody, go watch Boiler Room, and they turned around and watched, like, you know, Fast Five, you know, what are they really going to think? Um, right. So I guess if I had to give them one that I thought was good, that I thought might get them into the next one, I'd probably go Pitch Black or no, Fast was, Five or Fast Five. Like Pitch Pitch Black was was my choice. Yeah, and because again, he's not asked to do a lot. He, it yes. kind of fits that. It it fits what he's trying to do in every other movie. I mean, yes. don't go, don't go full chronicles of riddick and all that but, but <laughs> right, stay right. stay only with pitch black yeah i agree i think fast five is i think i had that down as my top um 
Fast and the Furious movie. So that's not because of Ben. No, it's not it's because not of Ben's Vin, good. No, no, no. But I guess it's more representative of what you would get in the rest of his filmography. So it's more of like the okay, if you like this, there's a chance that you like yeah. a lot of the other movies. But you'd like that despite Ben. Right, I, that's I tend more to where you're going there. Not that you, uh, oh, you watch that and go, oh yeah, I do like Vin Diesel now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I just the guy, his line delivery is so bad. Like, it reminds me of when I when I used to play Nintendo and they're in Zelda, the original one. Obviously, there's no voices, but there's this one guy you'd go to, and all the text would say on the screen is "grumble, grumble." And that's what I think of every time I hear or see Vin speaking on screen because he's always talking like he's got a mouthful of rocks and it's like he's trying to only talk deep and quiet and it just it annoys me so bad every time he's saying something on screen. And the scene where he goes back and finds his, I guess, ex-wife in the real world, I, I don't really know what their relationship was. That was some of the most painful acting I've seen in a long time. He like, was hurt. You've never seen Vin <laughs> hurt before. It was so bad. <laughs> I was like, get this scene over with, which I actually thought he acted halfway decent in the scene where in the simulation where his wife dies. Like that was okay because it was basically just him being Dom and family, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in the scene where he goes to her door, oh, it was so bad. I wanted it out of the theater. Like I was just like, I need to stop looking at the screen. I, I can't do this. But It, it was I, pretty I cringy, could... and it kept going. Yeah, it did. And, he, of course, he's not wearing sleeves, and he wore boots walking up to the door. So I'm like already you know, in I hate Vin mode, and then he starts trying to act, and I can't do it. And he's just he's so bad. I, I cannot tolerate him in, in virtually any movie anymore. <laughs> so pitch black is what we're yeah. going with. Yeah, if, I would say if, if you don't like Vin Diesel, try watching Pitch Black, and then if that doesn't get you, then nothing will. Is that what we're going with? I mean, I kind of think so. I think I think Pitch Black has the cool factor though that like it's a sci-fi movie with some unique elements to it that kind of helps lift it as a whole. I mean, Vin doesn't talk; he's you know the the action savior so i mean sure fine but i mean when you peruse vin's filmography you're just not going to find much there see i picture on set a director saying okay then this guy gets punched over here and then vin says something and then come back and, and the fact that anything that he says could be it, like it doesn't matter yeah like he true. has no no consequential lines whatsoever. he's just going to say something you're not gonna, not going to care what it is and then yeah. we're gonna come back to whatever whatever we're doing on this side. Yeah, over here, Vin, just say something, and then we'll be back over to hear the action. Pretty much, <laughs> I I definitely think that's how it goes. Like they never give him any meaningful dialogue because half the time you can't understand it, anyways. And every time I attempt to do a Vin impression, uh, it does it does fall into Stallone. Yeah, because they both have that low uh, gravel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's that <laughs> it's that low gravelly growl that like half the time. I'm like, can we turn subtitles on when Sly is speaking? I can't can't get this. But can we just make him that. Judge Dread. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so everybody acting. else in the movie you mentioned I, acting. Yes. Yeah, everybody else in the movie I thought was just like throwaway. Fine, whatever. So this isn't really acting, but. I haven't seen Iron Man 3 in a long time, but was Guy Pierce not the same person? I mean, uh, he had a mechanical arm. Okay, so that's the only difference. Otherwise, he's creating glowing things that are super soldiers. Essentially, yes. Okay. So in casting, 
Like who, who we think of <laughs> right. recommend glowing things that make super soldiers. Uh, right. I know the guy. Which, off the top of my head now, that makes three movies where he's some kind of scientist slash bad scientist. Because it's this, Iron Man 3, and then I think it's Prometheus where, you know, which you hated, they, they made him old for no reason. Like, So I guess if you just want a bad scientist guy, you get Guy Pierce. Like, that's his resume now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I put Prometheus in that category well he played the scientist guy who was because they made him a a 90 year old man when they could have just hired a 90 year old man right why they yeah they aged him up i don't know sure yeah my point was just that he was like a scientist who was like quasi bad in that i believe so yeah Yeah, did you think he was gonna do something cool yeah the rest of the acting was fine i don't i I didn't expect anything cool from this movie anymore like (laughs) anymore as in you were you were in it well, I mean, my expectations were low to begin with, but then like it was pretty clear after a certain point that like you just weren't going to get anything new out of this or anything cool. That's yeah. I, I just wanted something cool. I wanted something. Uh, I liked the mind wipe thing. I, I I wish it would have been more of a reveal and not in the trailer. Um, I wish they would have been a little bit more creative with how they revealed it. Uh, it was just more of a a throwaway. Okay, now that you know that we did this to him, let's uh. Let's move on with him killing people. Yeah. You weren't enthralled by the two-minute falling down the elevator shaft fight? That didn't do anything for you? No, it really didn't. Um, I also wasn't enthralled with Wiggins, who was held captive, but then immediately had his own security force. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't didn't get that. I didn't either. Like, all of a sudden, he has his own security army when... He was held captive and everybody else was killed. I'm just very confused. Very confused. Yeah. yeah. Just just I mean, a scene to make her look cool? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't... I mean, it, at some point, I feel like they were just throwing caution in the wind. Like, fine, whatever. I mean, if anybody's following, kudos to them. But we don't really care at this point. I mean, I may have nodded off at some point. Did, uh, <laughs> did, did, did the blind guy do anything cool? Because I thought his character was was cool. I was kind of digging it. I was wondering why they didn't get, at least give him a visor so he could see, you know, above his shoulders. Yeah. You know, because um, they showed all the cameras, but they were all mm-hmm. at, at chest yeah, level. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, throw, throw a visor on him or something. No. But I don't I mean, think he did anything cool because he was kind of that between, uh, I thought he was going to waffle, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he didn't. He just died. No. I, I think the answer to did x do anything cool in this movie is no nothing did anything cool in this movie what about the uh almost dr octopus but with only two arms no that no. wasn't cool hooking no. into his spine okay Just yeah check. i mean how many uh, yeah no i mean we've we've seen everything in this movie everything in this movie we have seen before in some way shape or form and this movie didn't do any of it differently or better than what we had seen before that's probably a very accurate statement. Yeah, I I think so. Even even his glowing chest was eaten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything. All right. Are we running out of things to say on Bloodshot? I think so. Let's uh, get to our questions. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right. So what did you rate it? I got to give this a two. It is not 
It is not average. It is nope. below average. It wasn't unwatchable, so it didn't get into the one and a half or one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't cringing often. I mean, it was only the the scenes that we mentioned already, but it wasn't it wasn't unwatchable. I'll put it that I, way. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I didn't even debate for a second one and a half or two and a half. It was just like run of the mill two. Not even two. Don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Nope. We're same page there. What was your uh, favorite part? Well, I got the luxury of not remembering the trailer. So I said the reveal that he's been manipulated over and over again because I didn't know that that was happening. And that actually was like, okay, well, you know, early on in the movie, that, that's fine. Good good for you, Bloodshot. You got me on that one. That's a cool little hook. And, I mean, they quickly then just did nothing with it or just made it annoying at that point. And I, I agree with you that, like, the way it was delivered could have been done infinitely better. But at least the concept was there. But that just speaks to, like, how bad the rest of the movie is that like I'm relying on a plot point that wasn't even executed very well to be my favorite moment in a, in a movie where you've got a godlike figure running around so that speaks a lot to this movie but that's what I would say is my favorite moment his monologue of to what happened yes. summarizing everything is your favorite mm-hmm. moment Ugh. well I, I'm saying the, the, the concept idea behind, behind it. it yes okay. yes yeah, yeah I know. I get it, man. So I, I'm very anxious to hear yours because you don't have that on the table. So, like, what in the world are you going to throw at me right now? You're you're going to hate this. Okay. So, Doctor Doom from the new Fantastic Four, he's the bad mm-hmm. guy at the beginning, right? Yes. The first one. So when they play the music mm-hmm. and he starts dancing, I'm like, this is awful. This is Reservoir Dogs. I hate mm-hmm. this. And then he keeps dancing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I kind of like his moves. <laughs> so I'm like, i kind of like him dancing and so i'm like you know what okay i didn't i didn't like it at first very cheesy very done and then yeah. uh and then i wish I, I truly wish they would have put those other guys faces on them you know and made them oh sure dance try to dance the same way you know each of the bad guys doing that same dance down the hallway thing opposed that to the way that they did it i thought that would have been funny but at first i i was like oh this is very cringy and then he just kept dancing and i'm like he's he's kind of got some some, <laughs> some moves to him i kind of like this so that ended up being my favorite part of the movie i, I actually i will support that 100 percent. i was worried you were going to try and like make something out of nothing here and talk to me about how some scene with bloodshot was really cool and i was gonna have to groan really bad but I, I can support that that scene 100. percent So I, I'm with you. Okay, fair. Okay, okay. I thought uh, thought you had major issues with it, but um, no, I'm glad you're not, on board. Not in this movie, man. So what? Uh, what's one thing you would change? You only get only get one. Yeah, I. So I'm not changing like um, a specific scene or a moment, but it's it's the fight scenes. They were shot and edited so badly, and like you mentioned before, the PG-13 did not do it any favors. Um, I mean, this movie could have got to two and a half if any of the fight scenes were good, like filmed competently, made you kind of go, oh, like broken bones or, you know, some cool use of guns. Like, I just don't get it anymore, man. There's so many examples of just modern scenes of movies being great. Upgrade, John Wick, even some of the way like Winter Soldier was done, like you can still do PG-13 violence and do it really cool. So I just, I have a really hard time when I see movies deliver just such poor action scenes. I mean, it felt like I was watching Taken. Like there's so many jump cuts happening that I I can't even 
get my bearings right on on who's what and what's happening. So I could have walked away from this movie with a two and a half just by simply having some some good old fashioned good fight scenes and blood and. Because I, I, there's too much other stuff to have to change to try and fix this movie. So if I'm getting one, it's got to make the fight scenes good. I I agree. Um, I had a lot of things on my list of what would make this better. One, we talked about, you know, make him the, the whitish gray the entire movie. Or at mm-hmm. least it, I, I now like your idea of the transition point somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay with that. Um, the the reveal, you know, all these, there's... There's so many things, the bad guy, all these things that, that could have changed the movie. But I think the overarching you mentioned is the PG-13. If mm-hmm. if this was R and you could have gotten like that, that alone could have saved this movie from below average to to watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think that's the if I if I only get one, that's that's what I do. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's the way to do it. So uh, casting change. This yeah. ought to be interesting. Who did you swap out? All right. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Um, you can't take Vin out because Vin is the movie. And I think if you. Wow. Well, really? I mean, I, I think if you try and take Vin out, you're basically saying I'm just changing the whole movie. And in which case, like, I don't feel like that's really what we're doing here. Um, I just feel like this movie is so much Vin's DNA. Like you said, I feel like I feel like it was a Vin vehicle and they just said, Hey Vin, you're going to do this, this. And he's like, I don't want to wear sleeves. I want to wear my boots. And then I want to do this. I'm like, I'm oh, fine. Okay. This is Vin Diesel is bloodshot. So, um, Guy Pierce, I just didn't really think he was all that good. I don't think he's, this movie lacked a villain. I, I think we didn't really talk about that, but Dr. You, Octopus, they had that. Well, you know, villain maketh movie is your, right. is your motto. And this movie had no villain. I mean, it had Agreed. bad guys. It just didn't have a villain. And I'm not sure this casting change fixes that, but I'm just taking out Guy Pierce and I'm putting in Ben Mendelsohn, who I know you don't like, but the guy can at least play a bad guy more Hold than on. Guy Pierce can. I don't not like Ben Mendelsohn. I okay. just don't think he's an intimidating bad guy as when they try to make him as such. Yes. I, I mean, I do see that, but I also think that he would give off the bad scientist creepy villain guy way more than what guy pierce says guy pierce just comes off as like a schmoozy ceo that just kind of went bad because he wanted more stock shares like that's not what i think you need in a villain i think you need somebody who could be ruthless and i see ben mendelson as being more ruthless than i can um guy as, pierce as long as you don't hint that he's gonna go toe-to-toe with bloodshot at the end you know sure uh, i'm fine with that change you know he's yeah no but, but don't but don't make it seem like this this metal arm is gonna do something against this guy no. And you're just waiting for some throwdown here, like yep. at the end of Iron Man three, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't it doesn't happen really in this movie. But you're it's in the back of your head that this arm is supposed to do something cool. It, it, these movies, the the two right hand guys needed to be, well, basically one right hand guy, or they needed to be um, built up more because. Yeah, you, you know that's one of my pet peeves too. Is like when when uh, it happened in John Wick, which is one of the things that bothers me. Like getting through the main bodyguard is should be hard getting through the ceo or mafia head who should have no fighting skills like it shouldn't be i mean it should be like commando right you should be able to go through them like butter um so like yeah you don't commando want him... is actually my my reference for what you're talking about you got to get through bennett before you yes. can get to the main guy yes exactly but when you get to the main guy it shouldn't even be a fight. So whether that's Guy Pierce or Ben Mendelsohn, they should never be going toe to toe with Vin Diesel or Bloodshot. So, yeah, I, I still try to keep it in the sense of he's just like the bad scientist. So that was my guessing change. Okay, 
I don't think that changes the movie all all so much, but no, okay. I mean, no, but I think this movie's DNA was set in stone. I mean, and if you take away Vin, you're saying I'm changing the entire movie, mm-hmm. which I, I which always was, try and make. Which a, is my point here. I'm about to make. Okay, okay, go for it. Yeah, because I want to make a bloodshot movie, not a dumb, dumb sidebar escapade. Okay, and that's uh, so Vin's gone, and I took a lot of. I wanted this guy. I wanted him to be bloodshot. And so there's guys that I looked at like, this would be, you know, I think Will Smith could have done this, but I'm like, eh, Will Smith will Ew. try to be too likable, you know? Not but a guy You do just... remember we saw Gemini Man, right? Like, Yeah, but he, okay. he wants to act more, and he wants to, you know, yeah. have a redemption arc, and he wants to, to do more. And I don't think Bloodshot's that guy, which I do think Vin Diesel is more of the just kill somebody sure. guy. Uh, so, But he's just not good actor. Uh, thought about uh, Michael B. Jordan, but I wanted to save him for later on, and I don't want to keep using him in every movie that we see this year. So okay. I, I'm stashing him away. Um, but because we just talked about him, and I think that Bloodshot could be its own character, and again, he needs to look like Bloodshot of you know the the right the hole in the chest and the the rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Aldous Hodge. Okay. We just saw him in Invisible Man. Right. I think he could be a soldier of going out and murdering people. And it's less about the star power of him and more about the movie. And I think that would help everything around. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. He, I mean, his triceps were enough to get him cast in any movie. Exactly. Um, and if the script says no sleeves, then uh, he, he can handle that. Yeah. I do think, though, that now having said that, um, I'm wondering what you think about this. I mean, should Bloodshot have been introduced in not a Bloodshot movie? I don't know what movie that would have been in, if that's even possible. But it feels to me like he's one of those characters that should have popped up somewhere and then had his own movie. Well, they had talked about doing uh, a shared universe with all this, this comic run people. I don't know it that well. I was a Marvel and DC guy. Yeah. And so um, all these other other comics, I wasn't I'm not familiar with the world, so I don't know who or what movie that could have popped in there. But yeah, Bloodshot, I think, was somebody said he's kind of like Deadpool. So yeah. that that worked. So let's do that one. And we own without, the rights. So. Without the personality? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but okay. no, I, I think he's, he's more of a Punisher, and Punisher is kind of a, a side character that would work well popping in and popping out of things. Um, you know, but to lead his own movie, I think there's ways to do it. I think it's actually better as a series, like an HBO series, because then you could dive more into the, the, how they made him and mental anguish and all that stuff that you don't mm-hmm. have time for in a movie. But, um, no, I, 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 I could see that, but okay. I don't know what movie that would be. Agreed. I don't either. I don't have another character to throw at you and say, yeah, this would be great in whatever movie. I don't right. know them. Okay. Well, that was just a thought. Um, what award are you giving this movie? <laughs> well, we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, I gave this my officially over Vin award. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's official now? It's official. It wasn't official before? It was not, actually. Okay. You know, he was... 
you could say, gosh, he's typecasted as dumb because he's had nine movies. Uh, and so just wait till he gets out of that, you know, fast movie thing. And he did. And it's the same. So he's so, typecast as Vin. He's typecast as Vin Diesel. Yeah. I mean, when you name yourself Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. I mean, you can only act one certain way. <laughs> That's true. And so it's, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the Fast and the Furious movies, whatever, but I, my hopes are he is, are, are never up for his anything. Yeah. He can't do it. I thought maybe this was a breach into a comic world where he could do something else. Mm-hmm. And, and he showed us nothing. That's true. So that's my officially over Vin movie award. Okay. Um, so I'm going to need you to check me on this one. And okay. this is just a, a strictly a gut feel one. And if there's somebody that could, could throw something against me here, this is, this is your area. I'm saying it's the lamest superhero powers in a movie since 2008. So I'm basically saying since from, 2008. From, yeah. So I'm saying from basically Iron Man forward. Like, I basically thought about all the superheroes I could think of, and I just am so underwhelmed with Bloodshot that I couldn't think of anything else. Like, even Hellboy, which as a movie is actually worse than Bloodshot, but Hellboy, the concept, um, as presented on screen even, is better than Bloodshot. Like, I mean, are we including, like, Hawkeye here? Well, I mean, the guy who can shoot bow and arrows. I mean, at this point, like, yeah. I mean, I think I like Hawkeye better. Like, okay, he's human, but has this crazy ability to like hit, like, basically never miss anything. That to me is better than the same generic crap I've seen over and over and over again. So, I guess what I'm saying is, it's not necessarily like the textbook powers written down on a page. It's more of like how those powers are presented in the movie and in the screen. You know, I just, I just felt so underwhelmed with everything about bloodshot that I was just like, uh, yeah, I'd rather watch a Hawkeye movie than bloodshot. Yes. Well, I know you'd 100%. rather watch a Hawkeye movie because you like your characters more grounded, like Punisher and whatnot. Uh, yeah. But and so that doesn't surprise you. I'm just saying power. You're on the Avengers and you shoot a bow and arrow. Yes. I mean, but come on. Hawkeye. So that, I guess that's where I probably need a little bit more wordsmithing. I couldn't think of how to say it. Well, it's I, just know like, th- I know you threw in 2008 in there because you knew I was going to hit you with Mr. Fantastic. Well, yeah. Every, well, plus every <laughs> everything pre-2008 just opens the gate for like when comic book movies were totally different and things were just crazy cheesy. So, I, I mean, I had to draw the line at this new Marvel universe. But I guess I just feel like if I were to put all these superheroes on the screen, like the one person where I'm just super like unimpressed by their manifestation of their powers on the screen is bloodshot. I'm just like, fine. It, I've seen this literally a million times. What I haven't seen a million times is a guy like Hawkeye who can, you know, go around in just crazy accuracy. I mean, we're splitting hairs there, but like, I was just, this was so lame. I just didn't, didn't like anything about bloodshot. Just give it the, the lame award. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of lame, Mm -hmm. if you liked bloodshot, what else would you like? I said the 2014 remake of RoboCop because that's kind of okay. the vibes I got from Bloodshot was like RoboCop-ish. I mean, instead of a soldier, there's a cop. It's a cop. Um, augmented to be able to do... I mean, I know Vin is not really a robot, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just kind of this indestructible force that's going through stuff. Like, And it kind of... Neither do, one are very good. Do we know that Vin is not a robot? 
I mean, I guess we'd have to look up the definition of robot because he's got a whole bunch of mini robots inside of him. So I'm oh, not I mean, sure Ben the, ben the human. No, I the, I don't know. I mean, the, it's possible. Ben himself. I would hope that if we created a robot, it would speak a little bit more intelligibly than than what Ben does. But well, that's kind of the, they, they kind of built it, and they're like, this can't express any sort of emotion. So <laughs> let's could, just give it a monotone voice. Yeah, we couldn't figure out the speech, so we'll just have it grumble all the time, and we'll be good. <laughs> uh, but no, this is more of like a feel thing. I mean, there are some parallels between like, you know, soldier dying, cop dying. Now they're reborn as this robotic entity that can go through stuff. And this generally speaking, like the feel kind of quasi futuristic, but not really, but then also not all that good. Um, so 2014 RoboCop is what it felt right to me. That's that's not bad. That's not okay. bad. That's uh, that's probably pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. I went, uh, I tried to stay in the comic world, but went, the one-off comic world and i went with spawn oh yeah i had spawn vibes too for sure yeah so it uh the the effects i mean this mm-hmm. i don't even know what year spawn came out that's oh that's god my fault. like 97 98 something like that yeah way back and in the day it it felt like spawn or it should be more like spawn i think spawn was rated r um mm-hmm. or at least it should have been um it that's was. what this movie should have been more like uh so if you like this i think you would enjoy spawn so and Spawn's not great, so don't be thinking I'm touting Spawn. They're actually remaking Spawn, so hopefully that they'll do that like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Cast Vin Diesel, um, <laughs> but um, no, I think I think if you're you're vibing on Bloodshot, you'd like Spawn. Yeah, I don't think I disagree with that because that was one that popped in my head. So I'm good with that. Okay. Oh man! All right. Well, that is it for Bloodshot. Too much Ben for me for for one day for sure for one weekend definitely. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G R A F F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G A R R E T T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies, and you can always email us at Two Views Movies at Gmail dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. We are there. If you're on Apple, be sure to leave a review to help spread the word and show everyone that you are a fan of the show. As we mentioned, we will be doing The Hunt next week, assuming we are not quarantined. If we are quarantined, we will replace that with uh, probably like a retro or a top five, or if you've got something you want us to talk about, definitely hit us up and let us know. But I think that's it for Vin and Bloodshot. All right. Be done. (laughs) Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!